0: Ready to go, they're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween It's the horror show, I know you missed those guys Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show, show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Ooh, do we have an episode for you guys? I'm, uh... Am I excited to talk about this? Um... I don't know yes ish this is a movie we're talking about cabin fever 2002 we're talking about a movie that i feel like has a massive fan base okay based on what i see but i think it is split i think it is i think it's divisive but i do think it's got a very big fan base but I also think there's a lot of people that are like, I don't fucking know what the fuck I watched when I watched that. And every time I watch it, which I've watched it a few times, every time I watch it, I'm always like, will this be the time I get it? <laughs> it's It has not happened yet. <laughs> I don't get this movie. And I don't particularly enjoy this movie. Not even like, I don't. I don't know. I, I, it, ah, it feels like something one of our friends would make.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I I agree with that. So where you're
1: like, they tell you and you're like, that's a pretty good idea. And then they hand it to you. And then you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, why did you put that in there?
0: That is a good way to sum it up because I think I like, I honestly think I love 75% of this movie. Yeah. I think, I think the bare bones of the plot and like the execution of the horror stuff is really good. Like, I think it's really good, like, top notch. Yeah. And then it has quite literally <laughs> the most inexplicable dialogue and ending. Of all time. I, I could honestly give the dialogue a pass because it's very early 2000, like douchebag. Uh, but like you said to me, Sean came over my house yesterday yeah, and he said to me, he's like, I, I appreciate Rob Zombie a little bit more <laughs> because he's purposely writing like these satirical. disgusting redneck. Yeah. Satirical. I mean, he he beats a dead horse right. to the ground, <laughs> yeah. but he's he's still doing that. Whereas... I think Eli was just like, "Hey, I think this is how kids talk." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you see Eli's cameo, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Eli definitely thinks to be- <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true." But I, I could almost give it a pass because people, you know, in the early 2000s were douchebags, did talk like that. Yeah, I mean, whether I think, right or wrong, and I but think he's ending- one of them. I think he's one
1: of them. I he's, think I, I, yeah, I don't think sure. you can even give their writing credit in a sense of like. <laughs> Again, like satire or anything, because I, I think Eli Roth was just like, This is how I talk. Like, this is how we talk. Like, this is just how people yeah. talk. I'm going to write it down.
0: Yeah. Yes, I, I agree with that. The dialogue is garbage, but the ending is the most, I don't even know the word, like obscene, baffling, idiotic. Any of those words apply. I'll be honest. I think that
1: there's more than the ending that that applies to, and I, I I think that there's, uh, I have I just have, I I mean I we can get it we we'll, we can get to it, but like, <sighs> the bones are there, right? So here's the other thing. I watched the remake. Okay. Which I realized while well, watching it. I've watched maybe twice before that for some reason. I don't know what. Dude, I don't know what it is with these fucking Cabin Fever movies that keep me coming back. But I just keep watching them, I think. I don't know. Honestly, they might be because I don't rewatch movies a lot, as you know. So it's like, I don't know why these I've watched so many times. But I was watching this and I was like, fuck, I think I've watched this twice before. And I don't know if I've rewatched the original a lot. But anyway, the remake was in 2016, I think. Um so I actually started with that and I was like, okay. And then I was like, fuck, I don't even really remember the original, but I'm going to watch that second and then I can compare. Um I would have thought that a remake would have <laughs> looked at this the way we're looking at this and been like this is like the bones of this are fucking incredible. Now we just build around it, you know, tighten it up a little bit, make some better dialogue. Dude, they didn't it's it's almost it's almost a shot for shot remake, <laughs> dude. It's almost shot for shot, which is fucking, which we we mentioned I think on the last episode. Like as a remake, it's kind of weird to have a remake of Cabin Fever to begin with because it's kind of right. current, but to do a shot for shot like the Psycho thing, like that's fucking bizarre. That's fucking bizarre. Like they're probably the same price at the DVD. I was going to say DVD store, but, like, a video store. That's not even a thing. Fucking Best Buy. Yeah, they were probably the same price at Best Buy at the same time. And you're like, what Don't the doubt. fuck is this? Like, what?
0: Why is this a thing? Um, and at least the psycho... Dude, going back to the psycho thing, like, at least you could... I mean, that movie's garbage and and pointless, but at least 30 years had passed. So it was kind that's of, what I'm kind saying. Like, hey, 30, 30th anniversary. Yeah. This is... 12 years in the past to a shot for shot remake of a movie that was generally well received like people liked it when it came out right
1: and visually nothing wrong well I, I shouldn't say nothing wrong with the visuals there's some weird shots in it but like again low budget but like Visually, it's not like you can't see it. It's not filmed like prom night. You know what I mean? Where you'd be like, "Hey, maybe we should remake this, be so people can fucking see the fucking movie." You could watch the movie, fine. You understand it, fine. It's just it's a personal right. taste preference, but dude, it's it's almost the exact same movie. It it there are lines that are there are segments of the movie that are line for line re- repeats. From from the original to this one, that's crazy. That's fucking that crazy. crazy, dude. Watching the original, I was like, "This can't, this cannot be fucking real right now." Like, it was dead, dead on. And I was like, actually, one of the weird parts was, um, the one of the weird shot for shots or, or word for words was when they're talking about drinking beer, um, which would have made sense if anyone had survived this. In fact, could you spoilers? For some reason, in both films, they're like it's in the fucking water. It's not in the. I mean, it is in the water, but you're spitting blood all over each other. Like the 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 water's not the problem. Like it's it's you're all infected.
0: Well, yes, but it's not going to. I mean, that's why it's spreading through that town. Right. The town are right. Bodily fluids are.
1: But like they're like. They, they didn't make. I guess they, what I'm saying is they didn't make a big deal to show them drinking a lot of water. So that's who's getting infected at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that's, but the, but they're like, oh, it's in the water. Um. So then you then you're like, oh, you think about that beer thing where the guy was like, I'm gonna drink all the, I'm only gonna drink beer, no water. At the beginning, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a. But then you're like, wait, no, that guy's already fucking dead. The <laughs> guy already got it. So like that idea like didn't even get implemented like correctly in my opinion, and it happens in the fucking remake, and they have the same conversation, and the same thing happens, and you're just like, why is this even a thing? Like, the fucking the, who what which character says that?
0: I don't I don't remember. Who it's says Bert, uh, the doofy guy. Oh okay, it's Bert. Bert and the- I, I should have known. <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: who's like I'm gonna drink all the beer now. Okay so. Let's talk about the cast real quick, since we're talking about Burt.
0: And I, I want to be clear; I rate this much higher than you. Like I, I don't. Yeah. I think this would be like a four-star movie That's if the dialogue was better. Dude, no, I, I'm not rating it four stars if the dialogue oh, okay. was better and they changed the ending. It's a solid three. I could be persuaded to a three and a half. <sighs> sure. <laughs> well, here, here I have I have a review from March 17th, 2015 of, of me at, at hand. Haven't seen this movie since theaters. Wait, I was me? hoping it was a. Uh, you'll have to determine uh, okay, okay. when I'm done reading. Okay, okay. <laughs> of course, it's from fucking you. <laughs> haven't, <laughs> haven't seen this movie since <laughs> since theaters. I was hoping Wait, it would be a.
1: I'm sorry bit- to interrupt again. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Wait, when did I watch this? 2015?
0: March 17th, 2015.
1: And in theaters, it was 02. Okay. I, okay, so that was the second time I That was probably the last time I watched it too Okay, 2015, okay
0: Haven't seen this movie since theaters I was hoping it was a bit less weird Than the first time I saw it It wasn't, I appreciated a little more This time around, but it's a straight up Weird movie, 2.5 stars I feel like that, I feel like you're kind of Similar there
1: Okay. I, I, I'm i in the same vein. I'm in the same vein. I'm in the same vein. Do you know David Lynch is a co-producer on this, but refused credit?
0: <laughs> David Lynch refusing credit is wild. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's telling. It's a little
1: crazy. <laughs> but I guess um, Eli like, got his start with him and somehow wrangled him in as a producer, but asked that he not be credited as a as a producer on it <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'll leave that up to interpretation however you want to take that but like I'll be honest like it has a little bit of a David Lynch vibe Lynchian?
0: yeah a little Lynchian
1: but, it, but almost like when you think about it that way then you're like it's somebody trying to be David Lynch but then also adding in like just like obscene shit and you're just like okay like what the fuck was that but like it is in that territory for sure.
0: Yeah, it's like if David Lynch was an idiot, right? Because like that <laughs> that the ending, that ending, I guess you could argue is very David Lynch esque because it's out of nowhere. It makes it's like a terrible attempt at a joke. It's like bizarre world, right? Yeah. But David Lynch would do that much more intriguing and like right, it'd be or just way more weird. jarring. Just yeah, exactly. Weirder. Just, just
1: like, way weirder. And, and it, this, baby. this is like if David Lynch went to Eastern or had a pitch, this, or had it, a piss shed it, it, in his backyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is the buzz of David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be weird, and this is how. It I actually think that's what I hate the most about the dialogue. Uh, of course, the offensive language, but I, just the dialogue in general would be like if acquaintance buzz wrote a movie because <laughs> it just reads like how, how he talks it's to this day it at does, age 40 it does me uh, it does even some of what yeah um, now hey did you know Peter Jackson stopped the production on the Lord of the Rings Return of the King three times to show the cast this movie because he loved it so much <laughs> And he gave the Eli hey. Roth publicity quotes after being like, "This is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen." Hey,
1: can you imagine being one of those many thespians that were a part of that cast, <laughs> and your director shows up and is like, "Guys, you, I'm going to show you a masterclass in filmmaking," <laughs> and this is the guy that's. Helming the ship of your career in these fucking epic tales <laughs> he's like get ready for this this is everything i wish i could make you'd be
0: like dude, spent, you spent call your 16 agent hours so fast. 16 hours getting into ent makeup <laughs> <just> <laughs> having, to, having to pause and watch this for the third time
1: dude you would call your agent and be like we have to get out of this like I don't know what he's going to do in post. He is so enamored by this fucking Cabin Fever movie. I'm genuinely afraid of what this movie is going to turn into.
0: <laughs> now I will say before we get into the cast, Peter Jackson's reaction isn't that un- unlike what our friend group's reaction was when seeing this, because like, even I don't like how it ended now, and I've said it 15 times already, but when you saw that in theaters, At the time, you're like, I can't believe I just watched like a legitimate homage to Texas Chainsaw and Dawn of the Dead. And he ended it with that. Like that was the most bizarre, like it literally blew my mind. I was like, I think I like this movie. Uh, Watching it now, that's my least favorite part. But I do think the ride up to it is well done and fun. And I kind of understand why people were popping over it when it came out. No, I mean, it was like, I remember... I remember the. Not audiences. even talking about. I, I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, you. No. I'm not even. I, I just got excited because I'm not even talking about like that. That final final scene, like even with the pancakes, the the person who you think is like surviving, and then the pancakes, the person who you think lasted, like oh yeah, outlasted all of it, all everything that happens in the last 15 minutes, like what the fuck, what, the, why is any of this occurring? <laughs> so. I get why people liked it, but sorry, sorry. No,
1: no, 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 don't be. I interrupted you reading my own review eighteen times to be like, "What <laughs> date was it?" So I, I, I understand. It's totally fine. <laughs> uh so the pancake scene was. I remember. So we both saw this in theaters. I remember the pancake scene. I like. I can almost visualize the theater. Because it was such a weird thing to fucking see in that movie. I mean, the movie was weird to that point. But the kid starts doing fucking karate. But like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like wirework karate, like being like like swinging fucking feet in the air. And I remember the entire crowd laughing. And I don't think anyone knew if they were supposed to be laughing or not. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone was laughing, but no one was really sure if they should be. They were just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, am I missing something? (laughs) Or is this just like the most bizarre, funny thing that they threw in here?
0: (laughs) That, that is like, think of barbarian that came out last year, right? Mm -hmm. The tonal shifts are crazy. But I think they figured out the pace because Eli would, in this movie, the tonal shifts are like every five minutes. You're like, wait, is this scary? Or is this... they cut the... It is scary. And then you're like, oh, it's gory. Like, this is this is like legit. Yeah. And then it will cut to that idiot cop who's just like, hey, party man. I, I love Hanging <laughs> out in a parking I lot. Love- oh, he's great. Dude, Giuseppe <laughs> Andrews needs more work for sure. But the way that Eli... Like, He's young, he was young, but he should have spread it out a little bit more. But it jumps back and forth way too much. Yeah. You don't know what you're supposed to be feeling. And it also
1: had like a like a Van Wilder national lampoons tone to sure. it. Sure. Yes. Which, which also just like it was so fucking weird. It was just like so I think it was just it was so jarring, like you're saying, those tonal shifts. I think that was the issue. It it did not blend together. It would just you would just cut and then it would be like Burt pissing and shooting squirrels mixed in with a montage of two people having sex and you were like wait what what the fuck am I watching and then meanwhile it like cut to somebody like dying like their skin getting ripped off
0: and you were like what the fuck am I watching in like a repulsive manner like <laughs> <laughs> <It's> boiling off
1: <laughs> like it's so weird but I want to talk about this this cast because the cast is so weird writer strong is in it who we all know as sean hunter was that his name on on boy meets world fucked up my name for a very long time because you know you can't compete with the hot sean when your name's sean and he spelled it wrong and the whole thing was a fucking nightmare so i fucking hate his guts for that but I remember when this movie came out. I remember even at this point, it was like, "Whoa, he's working again!" Like he had like disappeared.
0: Do when did *Boy Meets World* end? That way, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was like, right around that time. I thought it was too. Like, well, like in hindsight, I, I believe it. Yeah, did it,
1: it was May. It was May two thousand. So it was a couple of years. So. I don't know. It just felt, to me at least, and maybe I, it's because I wasn't a Boy Meets World guy, but um, I don't know. It felt to me like I remember seeing him and being like, well, that's so fucking weird that this guy's working again.
0: Uh, I, I remember distinct... What's that? You didn't have that. No, I just remember distinctly being like, I can't believe Sean Hunter is starring in what looks because when you saw the trailers like this is gonna be fucking insane and yeah, yeah. sean hunter is the lead like i have to see it. that was honestly a big sell because I, I was a big boy meets world yes. guy uh especially throughout the 90s so i i had to see it because of that but yeah. I, I don't know if i thought that he disappeared but i could definitely understand because he what what was he in besides boy meets world at that i don't point? think it was anything um and it,
1: that was the other thing at that time you didn't you didn't swap. You didn't go from TV to movies really a lot, too. So that might have been it, also. Um, Jordan Ladd uh, is in this, and she was just a big working actress in the aughts doing tons of stuff. Um, Joey Kern is in this, who the only way I could describe him in this movie is like he looks like a long version of that kid Beans from.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Joey.
1: He's <laughs> yeah, just ben. like an elongated <laughs> version of Beans. <laughs> like if you took
0: Beans head and just stretched it out. Um, looking, dude, dude but, Joey, Joey Kern is uh, in Super Troopers. He's one of the people in the back of the, the cop car in the beginning that eat the, the mushrooms and the weed to, to hide yeah. the evidence. Are Are the Super Troopers from Massachusetts? I know that Farva is from West Haven, Connecticut, because he talked to us about it for, like, an hour because he's so happy. Broken Lizard, right? Is <laughs> it's the name very, of very bizarre.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I didn't even acknowledge it. That. That's
0: insane. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Broken Lizard, Cheryl, uh, Jordan Ladd is in Club Dread, which, fun fact, Paul's is right. Paul's top five comedies of, of all time. <laughs> so,
1: I, So the reason I was asking about the Massachusetts thing was because a lot of these actors and actresses have a weird overlap with movies and it kind of ties in with Broken Lizard a little bit so that's where I was like oh maybe maybe these I think they're just from all over the place West Haven that's so crazy
0: yeah me and Mike from, from ADAT we met him when we were 18 the Most most excited to find out we were from we were so, so drunk and obnoxious. And he's like, "Where are you two from?" I thought he was gonna yell at us. <laughs> I told him, just wanted wanted to hang out, <laughs> talk about Steven. Um Yeah, yeah that's. Oh re- wait, Sean, Sean, you can honestly cut this part out. I just have to tell you this: Joey Kern is in a made-for-TV movie. It, it was, <laughs> it was. I think it was called Totally Eighties, and the plot. Was that people dance so hard that that their feet fell off? <laughs> because, because, because their foot their feet were loose, like foot loose. And me and Paul stayed in to watch the, watch the premiere of this. And Buzz was so offended that we would stay in and watch this this movie instead of go to his house and party that he tormented us for we Like like called us leaving threatening voicemails for like three days afterwards. Yeah. That's insane because now I, I would literally if I
1: found out that movie was being played live on TV I would cancel every plan I ever had I would move around family events to 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 watch a movie where people dance so hard that their feet fell off dude just sell me on that That's uh you obviously choose that over everything else um that's fucking funny um. So these the a lot of character overlap in these people's careers after this where they where they oddly ended up in the same movies. Um, and speaking of Detroit
0: Rock City,
1: yeah, Detroit Rock City was it, one
0: uh, where Bert, and Giuseppe Andrews are both the, the two of the four main characters.
1: Yes, and James DeBello is the guy that plays Bert. And this guy, this is who I really want to talk about today. I love him. this guy from 1999 to like 2009. Was just in everything and also born in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, but he was just, he played like, I don't know what he was. He was like a mix of all of these 90s characters, like rolled into one. Like, he could be, like, without having to hire Brendan Fraser, you could make an old 90s Brendan Fraser esque character using him. Like, didn't he do Jason Mewes in the scary movie too?
0: I, I, <laughs> I don't remember that sounds familiar because I, I, I do remember him with like a, a cap with a long hair on y- yes
1: dude I think he was Jason Muse like he was just a guy you could use to to fill in for almost every other actor and somehow like he kind of resembled these people's faces <laughs> it was so bizarre and he was just in he was in American pie Detroit rock City a hundred girls which was directed by shoot 'em up director Michael Davis we'll cross over there. Scary movie 2, Swim Fan, Cabin Fever, Dorm Days, and uh speaking of but the Buzz Crossover is also real in this. The Hills.
0: Duh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot about that piece of shit. Can rented it, <laughs> made us watch it on vacation. What an asshole. And,
1: and I would be fine. I mean I wouldn't be, because everyone would know. But, like, I'd be fine if somebody was like, except I wouldn't. Okay, wait. So, let me rephrase this. <laughs> if you had never seen The Hills and you went to a Red Box and you rented it and you were like, check this out, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? But at least you had never seen it. So, like, maybe, maybe it is good. I don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, we have to give it a shot. This person had actively watched it, I think, multiple times prior to showing it to us and claiming how good it was. And then we sat through it and I don't think I've ever experienced a bigger waste of time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched some shit on this show. I, Dude, I wouldn't do that for a live. I wouldn't do that for anything. I would not rewatch yeah. that movie.
0: Yeah, it was rough.
1: It has a solid you- two on uh, IMDb. <laughs> 2004 that was the deadly sperm buildup right yeah (laughs) so yeah there's a line in this movie where a guy claims he's uh feeling (laughs) the negative effects of dsb and then it's revealed that stands for deadly sperm buildup
0: (laughs) buzz popped for that so hard
1: Hey, And guess what? It was in like the first half hour. You could have just showed us the fucking clip and not made us sit through the fucking movie. If that was it, if that was it, which I think it was. I think that was the reason we watched it. (laughs) The entire fucking thing.
0: Of course it was. (laughs) Fucking unreal. So that's that's you got that cast. um, James, James DeBello. Uh, I I, I don't know if we wrapped up on him, but my, my two favorite things about him is if you google him he is somehow making the same face in every picture and it is also somehow a face that no human being has ever made before but he manages to do it in every picture and then my favorite you could find him on like red carpet events I don't even think they're for movies that he's in it's always like the best looking actress for the time and like a really like big name star and then him for some reason just standing there making that, that same fucking face behind them
1: He is so fucking weird. It's almost like he's never smiled before. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very odd thing. It's a very odd thing. But, (laughs) Joe, no one's ever made his face before. It's so funny. Like, why is he on the red carpet for Pineapple Express? He he must be like a... (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying. You find him like... (laughs) Look at the dude, look at his Rotten Tomatoes picture, the, the one that they chose to upload. <laughs> has anyone? That's so nice. Has
1: anyone? By the way, has anyone? Another part of this has anyone felt more like? At least for me, no one's reminded me of a of a person that I've met at Eastern more than James DeBello. He encapsulates college kid, and I say Eastern, that's a college that we would party at, Joe went to, but uh, he encapsulates that vibe more than anyone yeah, I, I, ever, I and dude, I've thought that forever, like every time I would see him in a movie, I'd be like, like I'd kind of, not, it's not like douche chills, but I'd just be like, I'd almost be like what I would do when I would go to a party up there and see one of these people, and I'd be like, ah, oh, like... That's what I'd do when I'd see him. I'd be like, "Ugh, all right, he's all right, I guess. He's just a fucking idiot." <laughs> you're not mad. I, but I you're definitely.
0: Yeah, like, I, I completely agree. <laughs>
1: he's not a bad guy. It's just like, do I really have to listen to this fucking? He's and he you knows he's gonna come up to you first and be like, "Bro," and you're like, "Hey, hey what's up?" <laughs> The movie, I also, because I was looking at people's, like, IMDb's and stuff, and then i had seen something that said a uh, Cabin Fever fam- family-friendly version.
0: That, that can't be a
1: thing. That is a thing. But I finally figured it out what it was, because people were credited on it, and I was like, what the fuck was it? It was a um, bonus feature that runs just over a minute long, and it starts with Eli Roth being like people wanted a family friendly version so here it is and it's like a minute it's like he's basically saying there's only one minute of clean material yeah yeah yeah, it's a joke but good one (laughs) good
0: one (laughs) he explains a lot about the rest of the writing
1: (laughs) uh there was of course uh, there was like a note on that that was funny. I, I can't find it now where it was like, I think <laughs> the guy that wrote this, it was like an IMDb like review thing. And the guy that wrote it was like, I didn't really understand why it was a thing, but I'm sure some of his fans will really like this. <laughs> it's like, it's such a, But like, honestly, that's like a good review. That's the way more people probably need to review shit. Like, like, like the reviews of our show, like more people should be like, yeah, not for me, but like I, I get that this is a thing, you know what I mean? Like this guy was just like, yeah. don't understand why this is fucking made at all. But hey, <laughs> I'm sure Eli Roth fans fucking love it. <laughs> um. All right. Do you have anything else before we kick off the movie? Let's
0: kick it off. All right. Um. All
1: right. So we open with uh, a scene of. This insane guy uh, attempting to feed his dog a rabbit. His dog is very clearly deceased.
0: Sean, Sh- <laughs> <shut, shut. laughs> that honestly, that guy not being aware that 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 dog is dead is probably the most alarming part of the entire movie. Hey,
1: Joe, guess what? It happens in the remake too. Except the dog is <laughs> literally fucking mutilated in the first in the remake. Like, like, at least this one's like put together for the moment.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well,
1: John, the, the, it's the one to remake flat, is missing skin. Like, it's not alive. It's gone. And the guy's like, "Want some food?" And you're like, "My fucking watch." So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um. So he's trying to feed this dead dog, which obviously doesn't work, and then he, of course, goes to touch it and opens it which then results in blood squirting out of the dog for, for no reason into his eye um, and this is this actually does you actually have to understand you have to know this information
0: <laughs> it's true <laughs> this
1: some, unlike every other movie we've ever done where we're like you don't need to know this later on you actually actually have to fucking have an understanding Very of true. why this is here <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, we cut to a group of, uh, college students in their Jeep. You've got a uh, writer, writer strong, who I, I just referred to as writer for throughout the whole thing. Um,
0: yeah, I think his name's Paul.
1: What a, what a terrible name for a character. No offense to our best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's a boring ass name. Uh, so you have Paul, you have (laughs) Karen, Karen, who he is in love with. Uh, you have Jeff, the, the cool one, I guess you could say, uh, he's dating Marcy, who is with our crew and you have Bert, who is just there to be a fucking lunatic. And like, that's true. Uh, The first time you meet him, again, like, I I hate to go back to this, like, these, like, college jokes, but, like, the first time you meet him, somebody's like, do you have cigarettes? And he's like, no. And then he shows Ryder Strong his pack of cigarettes, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) as if the person three feet away couldn't hear that and be like, "Eh, okay. (laughs) The most Trevor prank. Dude. (laughs) 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 Laughing out loud. And three feet is. Generous. They're they're maybe a foot and a half away from each other.
0: <laughs> God, well, oh, om- and speaking of Marcy, speaking of Marcy uh for horror show crossover, she is Areola from Not Another Teen Movie. Oh, she walks okay. around with her her boobs out the entire time.
1: Okay, and she was also was she the one that was like, I don't want to be typecast as a nude actress. So. Uh, yeah. Here's here's what happens. <laughs> Let me pull this up so I'm not incorrect on this. Eli Ross starts shooting this, and he asks one of these leads to be naked in a scene. And she's like, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be typecast as a nude, somebody that just does nude scenes. Um, Which, that's fine, right? Like, I'm done, right? That makes sense. Um. Yeah, it was her. But here's the weird part. This is what made no fucking sense to me. She was, and I'm not saying she has no right to like not do this or whatever, but it just like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe this story is what I'm trying to say anymore. Because the story is Eli Roth wanted to film a shot of her butt while she was having sex. And she was like, no, I'm not doing any nude scenes. And then they agreed to do one inch in which Eli Roth had to use a tape measure and measure one inch. And then they like taped it like this, like this like a big like thing that they wanted to pretend like was a big story or something. I don't know. Anyway, then they filmed that she agreed to that and that's what they filmed. So I'm like watching this movie kind of like with that in the back of my head. And the first thing we see are her breasts, (laughs) a side profile of her breasts. And I was like, oh, they must mean Karen, not Marcy. And Karen is not naked ever. Right. In this movie. But it is very much Marcy who they're talking about because she it's noted in that story. It was like, oh, she was naked in not another teen movie. And that's why she didn't want to do it. But she is like, she has multiple breast scenes in this movie. So I don't know what that story is fucking about or what, but like. How bizarre. And she also stars in a documentary called, like, Cinema Skin. Like, nudity in movies. So, I don't think... uh, To me, I'm going to be honest. That sounds like a fucking horse shit, weird horse shit story. And not by her. I think she was probably like, yeah. And Eli Eli Roth was like, I got to make this like a fucking... Alfred Hitchcock story that I fucking tape measured one inch of her ass.
0: I mean that's nuts. That's honestly more nuts. The like, pull out a tape measure and put one inch.
1: Dude, you'd just be like, I'm not gonna film. Which, by the way, once somebody's like, I'm, I'd, I'd rather you not shoot my asshole. I'd be like, okay, that's fair.
0: <laughs> I, 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 like <laughs> The, the gall to the gall to ask somebody in a non-porno to be like can I stick this camera up your asshole for the viewers to see like at least boobs are, you know that's one thing but I, I, yeah I, I kind of ass-
1: agree yeah I mean it, it, it depends on your level of vulnerability but I do you and I, I think are on record of being like buttholes are like butts and buttholes like I, uh, we don't need people venturing there that's
0: I've never looked at a butthole god <laughs> Got aroused. I mean, like it's just very weird to me.
1: Yeah. Hey, I hate to bring this up. Hey, remember,
0: remember, remember in Starship Troopers, uh all the the nude scenes. Nobody wanted to do them. And speaking of bullshit stories, nobody wanted to do them. So director Paul Verhoeven was like, "Well, I'll just direct the scene naked." And, uh, just took off all his clothes and stood behind the camera naked. That would not motivate yeah, me dude. to also take off my clothes. I would, would like, get me out leave. of here. I would leave.
1: <laughs> <me out> of- <laughs> That's a wrap for the day. Until this fucking lunatic puts his clothes on.
0: How about this? Make you feel more comfortable. Just whips out his dick, sits in his director chair.
1: You know what? Shut Hollywood down. You know what? Maybe this fucking writer strikes. All right. You know what? Just let the robots run Hollywood again. I think we might be on the right path, actually. Fucking weirdos. That <laughs> was fucking nuts. Um That's that's insane. There was something I was gonna mention though. Uh I don't know. Naked people. Buttholes. Oh, I was gonna mention the the butthole that appeared in the live show. That like do you do you even remember that? In the in the post, the post we had a live show and then
0: somebody showed their butt.
1: No, not a not a fan. Like uh, in the in the one of the pornogs we put on, we put on. Uh, oh 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 yeah. What, what was that? What was that? <laughs> Dude, and th- here's what pissed me <laughs> off. It was like everyone like in the chat in the live show because we did the whole thing without the porn this time. We were safe, but everyone in the chat just giving me grief. Including Brynn. I'm gonna shout Brynn out right now, you motherfucker. She, this one gives me so much shit about the porn, and then is in the chat like, You're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly the ultimate manipulation. And uh, and then she'll be like, As soon as I show it, she's like, oh, You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> anyway, all these people fucking razz me on to go to turn it on, and I'm like skipping through it. I forget which, which parody it was. I don't think it was like, it was something weird. It was Lord of the Rings. But anyway, the butt.
0: Planet of the Apes?
1: We got, no, we got the, we got a butthole shot in it that was so terrifying. Like, I, I shut it down. Like I shut. Oh! Down. <laughs> Do you
0: remember oh. now? It was like. With all the bumps? <laughs> it was like, out. It was like a three-dimensional. It was not. Oh, no, the the bumps were on the other side. It was, that... yeah,
1: it, it was right. crazy. It
0: looked. <laughs> yes, I remember now.
1: It looked like a life preserver.
0: <sighs> yeah, cabin fever
1: Cabin fever, talking about buttholes Um, hey So we open up, we haven't gotten past the fucking dog
0: Dude, open up, holy <laughs> shit <laughs> Uh,
1: so they end up Our, our gang of kids
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, our gang of kids Uh, show up to a Um, a, uh a Corner store, a general store Type-esque thing, very out in the woods um, and we meet Dennis, who immediately bites Ryder Strong's hand. Uh,
0: Sean, Dennis is justified here. I agree. He's completely. Sitting, he's sitting by himself. The city slicker stranger comes out, plops next to him, and goes, your cat got your tongue, and sticks his hand in his face. Dude, just, completely within his, his rights to do that to him. Absolutely. I, there's something, I forget exactly what Ryder says, but he's like, yeah, he, like you're saying,
1: he just was like, Ugh, and like he's t- put her there, sport. That's it was like that, dude. That's what it was. And I was like, bro, what? You wouldn't do that to a fucking kid. You see a kid on to a, a kid? swing set, you're like, I'm gonna stand back and pray his fucking parents come because I don't even want to be around this childless thing. Yeah.
0: I'm actually gonna start encouraging my kids to bite anybody. <laughs> to <put their> sport. <laughs>
1: And then we meet the guy that owns the general store who comes out and is like, everyone knows not to sit next to Dennis, that mongrel will give you tetanus, which is an all-star line I that made me laugh so fucking hard. Calling, calling his own kid a mongrel. Your own,
0: your own kid a mongrel. <laughs>
1: and, and knowing that he'll give you a fucking disease if he bites you. <laughs> uh, to which trader strong responds, uh, maybe you should put up a sign next time, which in the remake, there is a sign behind Dennis that says, do not sit next to Dennis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um meanwhile, uh Jeff he goes in, he threatens the corner store, the, the, the general store owner with a lawsuit. Um and then of course Bert shows up, which it, an undersold and underrated line in this movie. Because everyone's just like giving this general this general store owner shit about Dennis. Everyone's freaking out about getting bit by Dennis. And Bert walks in and not even sarcastic. It's not even a sarcastically delivered line. He just goes, cute kid. <laughs> a genuine compliment. <laughs> and fun fact, Dennis is not cute. Like whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> On top of all of it. <laughs> Dennis is not even remotely cute. So it's like such a fucking great line there. Um, they send Ryder to go clean his hand in a puddle of mud, which I guess that leads to his infection. Right. Okay.
0: That would make sense. But
1: but also no, because he he's like one of the last ones.
0: Like last. Yeah. And also he falls directly into the source after hey, discovering. Dude, he falls face first into a dude, dead guy's awesome. asshole. <laughs> dude. Munging for real, dude.
1: Never seen anything like that. He walks out. I would just fuck. He is on
0: stable ground, dude. He has two hands on a ladder and his feet are planted on the ground, and somehow, somehow, falls into a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like,
1: no reason to be out there in that scene.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's trying to figure out what's going on. I think he sees that corpse. So he like. Understandably, tries to get a better look to be. Like, oh, wait, is this somebody I know? But again, there's no need for him to fall okay. or be in that position.
1: So, what you just said is actually my biggest issue with this movie. And I know we're, again, we haven't made it through any part of this fucking movie yet. But my biggest issue with this is it. I feel like they should have set it in a different time period. I feel like it should have been set in like the 80s or something with no phones, harder to reach service and people, and like just technology's not there. I don't know. Or maybe even change the location of it because it just felt like everyone should have just fucking walked home <laughs> from a very early point. They all should have just been like, we need to fucking leave because nothing about this is normal. Hey, they light somebody on fire and they spend like the movie goes on. Like if you really like pay attention, it's like two or three days after that happens. Like it goes from day to night, from day to night.
0: And they're all acting like kind of cool. But Sean, you have brought up and I know people are going to be lost at this, but you've brought up Eastern. And we've already name-dropped Trevor. Now, now, now 2002, we, we were there. Those cell phones sucked, right? Those cell yeah. phones were not like they were today. That's they true. were bricks. The service, like if you walked outside to get your mail, you wouldn't have service. And texting wasn't, like you had to pay the text <laughs> yes. at that time. It cost yes. money. So texting wasn't a thing. Service sucked. I could say with confidence, and I'm not going to say anybody's name because i don't want to get sued for libel but but you know who i'm talking about if they accidentally lit somebody on fire <laughs> they would carry on they, this they would be like well them's the breaks well we're supposed we got all to be beer.
1: partying tonight <laughs> yeah.
0: do we really and want anybody, to ruin this party <laughs> and anybody that would Disagree. use logic and be like maybe we should do something about what we just did they would be ridiculed and outcast and probably left in the woods alone to find their way home and that's that's not a joke that's that's very real that would that would happen with that certain group of people <laughs> So I don't think I actually don't think you know the events what? in Cabin Fever are that unrealistic, Sean. I, I
1: Cabin Fever might need to be studied as like one of the most accurate <laughs> depictions of 2002 <laughs> college-age students of all time. No, so they just need to
0: test the water of Willamantic. <laughs> dude, it's cabin. I was talking to some dude. I, I went to shout out to Daniel who listens to the show. I saw him this past weekend, and even he was saying, he's like, yeah, my buddy, like, went to Boston College, like a big, a big name, like, party school, yeah. and he would come to Eastern to visit me, and be like, I need to take the week off, like, this, is people don't live like this, how do you guys do that, <laughs> it was a bizarro land, man, like, that water is the cabin fever <laughs> water. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, how did we, like,
1: do these things follow us, or are we, or are we drawn to it, them? Or are we
0: drawn to them? We are. <laughs> or is it a curse? Cursed. Or is it a curse? <laughs> um, In real life, it follows, but it's with fucking idiots. Son <laughs> of a monster. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Um, so we know the shop owner hates these guys already, and mostly because of all the things he... Catches Bert stealing a Snickers and is just so perturbed by this. <laughs> so they finally get to the cabin where Bert um, now has a rifle who and claims it's a BB gun, which is clearly not a BB gun. Um, and uh, he claims he's going to go out and shoot some squirrels with it and then fires it. And of course, it's it's a real fucking gun, which they should have immediately taken away from this guy. But. They'd let him go shoot squirrels, which he doesn't. He th- doesn't hit a single fucking squirrel.
0: In fact, he shoots a, a person. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know what else was weird about that? Because we get the montage of Jeff and his girlfriend fucking and then Bert pissing and shooting shit in, in a chaotic fashion. What's weird about that is. And, and Jeff getting pegged. Oh, dude. That was wild. That was a fucking That's wild. <laughs> I in it a its movie time. in 2002.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the girl flips him around and like, yeah, just like goes, it goes in on him. And he is like, oh, yeah. That was wild. <laughs> um, but Bert is like in the middle of the woods and he starts a giant fucking fire. Which I... Th- Thought would be their campfire, but it's actually not. It's that's just a fire Bert starts for no reason.
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
1: Which again, <laughs> like now, now all my bits for all the dumb stuff Bert does is, are like ruined because I'm like, well, yeah, no, that trap
0: <laughs> that, happens. <But> th- that <laughs> happened. That <laughs>
1: happened.
0: Of course, he did that. Yeah, no, starting a fire <laughs> ten feet away from the actual designated fire spot <laughs>
1: <laughs> while you shoot animals, try to shoot animals and miss and hit a human. Yeah, like this is. Yeah, this all tracks. Um and he does. He shoots he shoots a guy. Um and instead of saving him he's like you got to get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> well, well, I listen, I'm not going to say I defend Burt in this situation cuz he shot him, but it's the guy from the beginning and his face is like no, melting. He's crazy. No, I, I actually do defend
1: Burt here. There's actually I'm going to flip this movie a little bit. Ryder Strong might be the bigger villain in, in this movie. The bigger asshole in this okay, movie. Okay, okay. And I have some things. I don't think Jeff is out to be the main, like, asshole of the group. Like, who's handling it the shittiest, I guess you should say. He's not, like, a villain. But, like, not teamwork. Not, like, he's like, he's like we need to survive, basically.
0: Right, right.
1: I'm with him 100% on almost every decision he makes.
0: I, I'm fine well, with it. Yeah, uh, his his plan works. Yeah. His vision works. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> he was just his fate was an unfortunate series of events, but yeah, he, it he figured it out. He <laughs> he did. He won.
1: Um. Yeah, which is, which is crazy. So then we also learned that Ryder Ry-
0: is Ryder is a piece of shit because he's trying to fuck it like uh, everyone. Yes, at a time when they're. Like very visibly falling apart. I, I, and I losing their mind. I have it later in my notes, but there are moments, there's a
1: few things he does towards the end where you're like, What are you Like, what are you doing? Like, what is your fucking plan, man? Like, this, this <laughs> terrible fucking idea. Like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Um, but first, Ryder is like paired up with Karen, who we find out that they're actually not dating, and Ryder has had a crush on her since eighth grade. Um I don't know. It seems like she's down with it, but Ryder just, like, can't get out of his own fucking way. Right. That's what it kind of feels like. Like, he's almost friend zoning himself. Like, she's like, yeah, man, like, That's- whenever. Yes. And he's like, well, what if he was your best friend that kissed you? And she's like, all right, man, we already went through this. I got to go. Like, fucking insane. I literally just set you up to fucking kiss me. You're like, but what if? What if he had slick Correct. back hair?
0: <laughs> Friend zoning himself, it's so funny.
1: Did she? The, the first scene we like re- get all this revealed. She's like, "Wouldn't you love to just kiss that person?" And she's ready for it. And he's like, "Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a very good idea." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go swimming now." <laughs> Talk his ear off. Um, <laughs> Bert. Uh, Bert has the fire. He shoots the guy. Um, and then we go to the campfire where we learn about the Brighton Bowl massacre, which is just a fun little story they put in and you think it's a fun little nod because Eli Roth makes a cameo as the, uh, the bowling, the bowling rink. What do you call it? Bowling place. Uh, he, he runs the bowling place. Alley? Bowling alley. Bowling alley. What a weird fucking name for a building. A bowling alley. Anyway, um... A bowling alley. He's like the owner and there's like a massacre. It's just a campfire tale that they're telling. Uh, but you're like, oh, that's funny. That's Eli Roth, like very clearly in a bald cap. That story ends and it cuts to Eli Roth again as a different fucking character <laughs> named Grim who walks into the campfire with his dog, Dr. Mambo. And yep. he has a line that I've learned is Paul's favorite line of all time.
0: Mr. If not favorite it is in his top 5 favorite. Dude, this guy quoted this line to to the point of like in, insanity <laughs> from 2003 to 2008. <laughs> and the
1: line is he shows up and he's grim, he's a uh uh like an X Games type guy, uh, uh extreme athlete
0: soul pass you've ever seen Dude, on stuff. film.
1: <laughs> and he's talking like an insane person. And he's like, I'm Grim, and this is Dr. Mambo. And uh, K- Karen, I believe, is like... Or no, it's Marcy. She goes, he's Marcy. a doctor, like a physician or professor, which... <laughs> Idiotic. <laughs> Idiotic. <laughs> like, And delivered so bizarrely. But it's all to set up... Paul's favorite line, which Correct. is which that's the only reason she says something so stupid. <laughs> Would
0: you know Eli Roth was like, we have to have this line. He had the punchline before, right, before he had right. the joke. He's like, I gotta get this in here. <laughs> and
1: that is, she asks that question and he goes, Yeah, he's a professor of being a dog.
0: Oh faced. <laughs> Yeah, there you have it folks. Paul Mr. Criterion's favorite favorite movie line, Paul.
1: Yeah, he's a professor of being a dog. <laughs> it's actually delivered in such a way too that I'm not sure that Eli Roth is making fun of her or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just sincerely answering. Like her. he
1: might be like, yeah, he's a professor of being a dog. Like I, I, I. Well no, he says oh-faced. He's making Oh, fun. that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true.
0: Hey, speaking of speaking of deadpan delivery. Yesterday at my party, there was a ton of kids at my house. Uh, you know, cousins, neighborhood kids, cl- Shay's classmates, and they all went into my garage. And I was like, "What the fuck? Why is all the? Why, why did everyone go in there? Is there any adult in there?" And Paul's like, "Oh, I'll go check." And he goes in and he comes back out. He's like, "Oh yeah, they're fine." So I was like, "But who's in there?" So I look in. They're literally. Hanging from, like, my rafter. Like, I have a punchy bag in there. And there's two kids swinging, like, holding on the top. Which I don't even know how they got to the top of it. Swinging. <laughs> swinging. And it's just pure chaos. Like, things being thrown in pool noodles that I didn't even know I had being swung at everybody. It was pure mayhem. And somehow, Paul goes back in there and leads them all out. Like, the fucking Pied Piper. It's just a line of 25 kids following Paul <laughs> into the backyard.
1: <laughs> Multiple adults. Myself, Tina, joe's dad who is a menacing figure in in a lot of ways you know he's like an older sterner guy uh multiple people had gone in there to try to get them out because they were just it was just too much going on in there they were like slamming doors and shit everyone was like come on like there's a giant yard that you can play in like let's get out of the garage nothing nothing happened and then Paul goes back in and walk just walks he's not even like looking at them or talk it was fucking surreal and they no, were like we went flooding out a like piece rats. of corn <laughs> they have like <laughs> flooded out like rats after him <laughs> like around him like a swell of children it was crazy it was honestly one of the craziest things i'd ever seen
0: like <laughs> oh, <fuck>, that's funny <laughs> After saying they're fine, they're behaving, they're most definitely not. And then just going in to get a piece of corn, not even looking at them, just having them all flock out. (laughs) They're
1: fine. (laughs) It's so nuts. Also, I went in there afterwards, and your dad was, like, trying to hang something from the rafters for them. Like, something else for them to oh, swing from.
0: Yeah, Sean, I'm aware. Your so stretch like, no, bands. You can't <laughs> do that. Yeah. I, you absolutely cannot hang those up there. He for the like, why, oh, why uh, He's going around to each kid and be like, this guy didn't said no. This guy doesn't want you to have fun. You know, there was a moment
1: yesterday. Again, we'll cut this fucking episode off. This is going to be a four-hour fucking episode on Cabin Fever. The easiest movie to talk about. The easiest movie you could fucking burn through. Um, but it was just so funny. Your dad was like, um, "You, you, a, a hot dog fell off a plate. And for some reason, your dad was like accusing you of throwing... A hot dog at him, which you hadn't done yet, but you would do later on in the day. You, he actually gave you the fucking idea. He, he which,
0: put the idea.
1: In my head. Yeah, he really did. Because he's like talking to Tina and me being like, can you fucking believe this fucking guy throwing hot dogs at his day? I didn't raise him like it. Which, by the way, you did raise him. So you, this is the result. <laughs> this is the end result. You did raise him like this. But in that moment... I was looking, and there's there's some newer people that are now attending Joe's parties, and I had, like some new faces, and I'm watching them, watching your dad, and like laughing, and I was like, "Is he in on the bit? Cause like he like I think sometimes he might be in on the fucking bit. He might be pulling hey, brother. To
0: you, <laughs> hey, brother. He's not. Yeah, he is. He is not. In fact, if if." He were to find out that they were laughing at him, <laughs> he'd be he'd be furious. He'd, <laughs> he'd actually probably not come back ever again.
1: I was actually, I was actually going to bring that up. How like sometimes I can laugh at something your dad says, and he's like, he, 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 we're in on the joke together, and it's okay. Like when he said he was good at playing with himself yesterday <laughs> in front of kids, but <laughs> okay. And, like, I laughed, and then he laughed. He knew, you know, like, he's in on that joke, right? But there's been times where I've laughed at something he said, and, like, he shoots me a look, like, what's so fucking funny?
0: Yeah. It's the Glenn Danzig premiering Veronica. I I don't know why. I wouldn't have laughed then.
1: (laughs) Well, that wasn't the joke part of it. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't told the joke yet oh uh, anyway okay so um we get the professor we get fucking Dr Mambo um uh and- yeah, and and
0: worth noting worth noting that Bert uh did not mention to anybody that he a shot a man and B that man whose first words after being shot were, I'm sick, and his face is falling apart. Two probably big things you might want to at least tell somebody at your party. Correct. But again, (laughs) wrapping this around our college experience,
1: and probably a lot of your college experiences, although maybe not so as insane as ours, but like wrapping that around that, yeah, Bert would do that. Yeah, Bert's not going to tell anyone. Bert's, Bert's, but, but, I don't know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Bert, Bert then tells a story about sexually abusing a dog, um, which is <laughs> so proud. What What a yep. fucking, what a fucking thing to crowbar into a movie. And again, like, dude, it, it goes back to like my Rob Zombie comment, which is like, now I now think watching this and then like thinking about like Rob Zombie's like idiotic shit. Like it is so very much like Rob Zombie's like these people are fucking terrible. I don't think we're supposed to think Bert is, like, a bad fucking
0: guy. No, I think Bert is, like, the, the lovable idiot. Yes. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh, that's just Burt. Well, <laughs> Shooting people and saying terribly offensive things. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, that's the problem,
1: I think, with the writing here. It's like, you got to, like, Rob Zombie does it to be like, yeah, these people are the fucking, just the pits. These, are, these people are the fucking pits. Like, I mean, no one talks like that, but, like. That's what he's he's created, but here it's like Bert's like dog licked my asshole as I fucking came in its face. Oh <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Which I know that's like a little exaggerated, but it's not much. It's dude. not that
0: exaggerated. It's really fucking not. Like it's so. Close I think just like- the came part is the only part not actually verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking crazy. Anyway. Imagine, uh, like, if that actually happened to you. Like, I would take that to the grave. Yeah. Telling people about that? You,
1: you never tell anyone that. Let alone at, like, a campfire. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time and you decide to pull that out? <laughs> that party st- story up? That crowd pleaser? <laughs> uh, You know what? Everyone's gonna love this story. Um... No, so that guy Bert Shot shows up again, <laughs> begging for help. Um <laughs> Begging, yeah. just begging, and they decline. So he tries to steal their car, vomits blood all over it. Um, they they're smashing the car. They're smashing him. They're beating the shit out of him.
0: Well, it's funny, right? Right before he goes to the car, Bert is honestly the voice of reason. Yeah. surprisingly because this guy's like i'm sick and i'm dying and like bert i think bert the character of bert is like afraid of getting in trouble because he shot him because he first shoots at the door yeah but then he's like hey guys we're not letting that contagious fucker into this cabin like that yeah. is a terrible idea you know what he's 100 right i dude i agree like the again like writers made out
1: to be like the hero in this movie and i don't <laughs> Like, everyone else has much better ideas than Ryder almost throughout the entire fucking movie. Ryder's the only one that's like, well, oh, I'm going to go take a swim in this fucking corpse-infested <laughs> cesspool. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. And then they they beat the shit out of him. And then ultimately, they end up lighting him on fire. Yes. Um, it seems like accidental. It's, I think it's supposed to be accidental. Uh, In the remake, it is it's much more intentional (laughs) that they lit him on fire Um, and
0: yeah, I I interpret it as like a heat of the moment, not like, hey let's kill this guy, but like, hey, let's do something to get this guy away from us, and then it just happens. If you're holding a flare and you're just like, get the fuck out of here, like, you know that's that's gonna happen
1: Uh, so they light him on fire but the reaction of the group is really not (laughs) that much everyone's just kind of like like karen is kind of like this is fucked we need to call the police and everyone's just kind of like ho-hum about it like they're like well mm, i don't know do we like (laughs) yes and jeff is like he's dead it doesn't fucking matter which at this point i disagree with like i have I have a reoccurring nightmare where I kill people. I should probably not be talking about this. I have a reoccurring nightmare where sometimes it's usually like self-defense or it's like accidental. I accidentally kill somebody. It's anxiety. It's anxiety in my brain like coming out as this because it's not really the, the dream's not really about the, the murder. I should really, explain. I should probably take this all out. Dream's not about the murder. The dream is about all of the anxiety of me being like, do I tell the police or not? Okay. That's what my entire dream is. And, like, I never, like, I, I, I'm I always, like, stuck in the middle where I'm, like, I need to do that. But, like, it's too late. I already hit the body. Or, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. Listen, it's fine. Everything's fine with me. Hey. <laughs> Everything's fine. Wait till this shows up in a true crime documentary.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: um, anyway. And that my point is uh that's a terrible idea to not call the police. You just fucking have to tell them somebody's fucking dead. Especially when you 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 have four fucking witnesses there that this guy's like losing his mind and his blood sprayed all over your Well,
0: he is body. he he is vomiting blood. Yeah. I feel like lighting him on a fire is kind of it. <laughs>
1: I, I, I <laughs> kind of the right
0: course fetch
1: I'm kind of with <laughs>
0: you. Come to my house, spitting blood all over my car. I, chances of you getting lit on fire is actually pretty high. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I completely fucking agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he uh, takes his burnt up self to the water supply and jumps in and dies there. Um. It's also weird because the, a lot of their argument centers around like the idea that they can't find the body, so they're like, "Well, who cares?" <laughs> and it's like, no, that's like not really like the the issue. <laughs> like Jeff constantly is like, "Well, we couldn't find him, so who gives a shit?" <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> I'd be like, he made it to like the police station or something, and they're gonna fucking come for us. Um, so. They can't decide whether they want to tell the police and, and whatever. Um, and instead of leaving, they decide to walk to a neighbor's house to try and get help. Um, they go to this slaughterhouse where they basically confess to killing this guy to a stranger. After a conversation of being like, we don't tell anyone. They, like, meet this stranger and are like, we beat the fuck out of this guy with bats.
0: <laughs> I I, le- I honestly like this scene because it is, like, the perfect blend of, of humor, right? It, like, yes. My complaint before was that the pacing isn't great, which I still believe. But, like, a scene like this in a movie, like, like, they just killed a man. And it's having these two idiots go stroll into town and find, like, the first person. And then, like you said, the entire time, you are like, we can't say a word. And it'd be like, well, what if... We beat the shit out of a hobo and lit him on fire. And that lady's like, a hobo? (laughs) Yeah, what if he lived down (laughs) by where that river is? And (laughs) of course. Of course, she's related to him. <laughs> Pictures of him all over her house.
1: Which I, I will say this. I love that. Is like to me that was always one of the, like the scarier parts of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And I, I, th- I don't know even think that was in the original. I don't know. But like the idea of like running into other people related to the nightmares that you're dealing with is yeah, is yeah. fucking terrifying. That's that's fucking scary. Yes,
0: yeah. Texas Chainsaw Deliverance. Like there's just no. They all know each other. Yeah. They're all like going To kill you,
1: you think you're getting help, and it's yeah, so I, I did love that in this. I did actually like that scene a lot, but yeah, it is funny with her. Just, just like, yeah, and then she's like, My cousin, you mean cousin Henry? And they're like, and they're like, uh, and then he's like, So you said you beat him with bats, and they're like, No, and that's she's like, Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> like, you know what, <laughs> like, we gotta go, and then she is just like, Okay, so <laughs> you're enough, up. that seems <laughs>
1: legitimate. Uh, so then they break into an empty house, uh, looking for anything, um, instead of leaving, but they, they don't find anything. Uh, our, our cop shows up. His name is, what is his name? Like Whitney, Walt, Walt, Winston, Winston, Uh, Deputy uh, Winston,
0: uh, Deputy Winston,
1: Deputy Winston. This guy played by Giuseppe Andrews is hall of fame, horror icon, in my opinion. I, too, I, I I agree. was yeah. thinking about it and I was like this dude actually should probably have an action figure like you know how they're doing like all the older movies like the Toony Terrors I have them in here like dude give me a Deputy Winston action figure that dude is fucking iconic and his humor like fits in here like I get Deputy Winston a lot like I understand this character and like he is the comic relief I like that you were like okay I get this where it's like they're like, you You find a cop, and he's not even a bad cop. He's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot party boy. He's no better than the crew you're with. Right. Like, they tell him, like, Ryder Strong tells him the whole story, basically. And, like, his reaction is like, oh,
0: well, thank goodness you got rid of that fucking buzzkill. <laughs> Which again, it seems over the top, but think about like the middle of nowhere town like that, yeah. where the small population that's there is just going to be idiots who drink in the woods. And one of them is inevitably going to be the town law enforcement yes. at some point. So I don't think it's that ridiculous. He shows up and sees a blood splattered. Like if that happened in one of our towns, right? And you yeah. called the police, they'd be like, You killed somebody. Yeah. Be like, No, no, that guy was throwing up blood. They'd be like, no, dude, like you murdered somebody yeah. and their blood is all over your car. This guy is just like, like you said, it's like, well, that's a fucking, that's harsh in your vibe. But what a fucking <laughs> asshole.
1: And also he's like, it <laughs> yeah, seems like kind of a relief that you got rid of that guy. Uh, <laughs> I would have hate to have had to deal with him myself. So thank you for your hard work. <laughs> it's, I, I love that character so much. And all he talks about is getting high and drinking and like, where the parties are at, and he's like, oh, all right. And, like, he promises that he'll get them a tow truck and a mechanic to fix the vehicle that has been smashed to death by, that, by them.
0: Yes. And then uh, also, realistically, uh, we find out he doesn't send help because he goes and parties with other people. And it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sean, I, again, um, I don't know if we should keep this part in. But – the we, there is somebody that we know uh, that we call by a four-letter word who would – like, he was responsible for, like, Little League, you know, YMCA, baseball, and would get drunk and barf all over the equipment so they couldn't use it the next morning. Like, it's not – I don't think these things are that unreasonable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would have to wake up at 5.30 the next morning and fucking hose off Little League
0: equipment. <laughs> One time we got straight up canceled because he couldn't clean it all.
1: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was. He went there, pulled it out, barfed on it, which is like so fucking insane. Dude, we're never going to get through this fucking episode. And also, I think everyone's going to hate us after this episode for even being associated with these people, like for as long as we were. But Which, by the way, we've cut off most of these ties, everyone. Um, it took us a while to figure out, but that's because... You know, we're meant we're your condition. We're mentally ill. (laughs) Um, So they he pulled out the bat. Okay. The point is the point I'm trying to make is how do you not just barf a little to the left or the right?
0: I've never thrown up on an object ever. If you didn't want to. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Dude, especially something I had to clean,
1: right? like, like, like a pile a of thing. leaves
0: or something. Sure, but if it's something that like I have to deal with, I'm not. You like you just turn your head. <laughs> just like. And also, you can feel it coming. Like you know. Also, knowing him, he was definitely pulled the trigger. Like definitely, suck his fingers it, <laughs> and probably yelled like to himself, "Oh no." Nah! <laughs> Run on the bag as he's sticking his finger down the throat. That
1: is fucking <laughs> Hovering crazy. over that it. That is honestly <laughs> nuts. Anyway, he did that. Then brought the bag to a secondary location because he was afraid of getting caught. Dude. And he canceled it, claiming that the bag was missing, which would have been true if anyone went to check but he was hosing it off at a secondary location, which I believe was his house. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. The worst.
1: That story, Joe, like I haven't thought about that story maybe since it happened. Um, That's a fucking crazy story. Really. When you like break that story down as like a human being, it's like maybe one of the worst stories. <laughs>
0: For sure, dude. Terrible human being. Imagine your
1: kids literally gets canceled.
0: Been practicing all week,
1: and they're like, "It's a lost bag," and you'd be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" You'd be pissed, but you'd be fine. But then, if you found out like the real
0: reason, found out the truth. And honestly, like you said, I'd be more mad to find out that he he didn't just turn his head. <laughs> right. And I'm I am doubling down on the fact that he, he purposely n- d- leaned over it and stu- that was stuck generally- his fingers out his throat yeah. and, and and then was shocked that it landed where his mouth was, you where know, <laughs> his mouth was hovering over. It. Saw the bag. <laughs> I hate that guy so much hey you know what though uh cabin fever you know it's a great line what's a great paul and karen are in the cabin and paul <laughs> paul is somehow after the events of all this which like you keep saying paul's supposed to be our hero and he is like well we should probably have sex now yeah even though everyone even though everyone including bert is like we should probably figure out a way out of this <laughs> get help and uh paul's exact line to Karen is well, you know, last night was a tough situation, and she perfectly delivers the response of Paul. A man asked for our help, and we lit him up. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually an all time line with that. that
1: she is because even she's picking up what he's putting down, and is like, now you're making moves. Like, what the fuck are
0: you? <laughs> I've been trying for for days, and now.
1: There you go. Going to do it after we murdered someone. Um, yeah, it's fucking weird. Uh, also, we we've we see Doctor Mambo who is now turning. He is not doing well. He's is sick. Um, and also, we start seeing some weird transitions and cuts. Like the dog is in slow motion for no reason. And also, like a random, very slow fade out of Bert working on a truck, only to like fade into like. The next scene. Like, it was very odd. uh. But it, it, it is, you know, it, is this Eli's first movie? Like.
0: First uh, feature length, I believe.
1: Okay. I mean, that makes sense then, right? Like. Dude, I think it's yeah, his first it's very- anything. Oh, no. Oh, acting roles. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think this is his first fucking movie. That's crazy. Uh, honestly, props to him.
0: No props, yeah, it, to is, the it is his first. <laughs> it is his director, writer, producer, all first.
1: That's crazy. Um, so after all of this happens, we cut to another questionable Paul scene, which is him sleeping with Karen, who is asleep, and him, I guess, thinking that her heavy breaths represent consent for him to finger her (laughs) which is bizarre um but one of the like i there are two scenes in this that are again all-time horror
0: all-time gross right
1: all-time gross horror that like i still have to like turn away on one of them like i can't watch one of them um but this one yeah yeah Yeah. the sound effects on it are, are fucking nuts it's it's awful Um, But this one is also gross um, because you see Paul like down there and Eli makes sure you can hear him down there. Um, Just some sloppy sounds. And then he pulls out his hand to reveal this goopy blood fucking covered hand. He pulls back the blankets and she is infected.
0: She's rotting. Yeah. I don't know why it's starting on the
1: genitals, but that's where we're starting. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is. It is gross. Like I'm saying, man, I like most of this movie.
1: Yeah, I think I think he does a good job. Yeah, and then they have to do full body inspections on everyone because now they're like, you gotta fucking check this out, which is never fun. And then they take Karen and the mattress out to the to the fucking jet, <laughs> which Karen is mad about. And to an extent, I understand her mad, but like, it's the way they portray it in this is so funny because. They cut to um, Marcy basically being like, I'm sorry, Karen. Like, we, we it's what we have to do, kind of. And Karen smoking a fucking cigarette, being like, yeah, wouldn't want to infect anyone. Like, he, Okay. <laughs> like, I understand it sucks. Like, I'd be fucking mad about it, too. But I wouldn't... I'd be like... I would honestly volunteer
0: to just go into... This I, I'd be like... like if my get, leg was rotting I, like that.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd get the infection. Like, she's like, oh, I wouldn't want to make anyone sick. Like, no, get, like." I'm definitely sick. <laughs> I'm not thrilled that I'm in the shed, but I i understand that I'm sick. <laughs> like, something is wrong with me. Um, uh, Ryder Strong goes to another house for whatever reason, and he sees a naked woman. He gets caught by the husband who has a gun and is like, get off my property. Th- that's just an unfortunate thing because <laughs> they really need some help. And I feel like we could have <laughs> talked this guy down a ledge. <laughs> Off this ledge of shooting his face off, and been like, please just call nine one one for me.
0: But he does, he does be like, we're sick, we need help. But that guy, that guy is, that guy just really wanted
1: to shoot someone. That guy really wanted to, yeah, for sure. Also, like, go go fuck your wife, like she's She's a model and naked.
0: Yeah, that guy looks like shit. That
1: guy did look like shit. Um, Bert fixes the car and he's like, it's time to leave. But we also find out that he's infected and coughing up blood, um, yes. which is uh, <laughs> in the most Bert scene ever. He's, he's literally coughing up blood. Like when you have consumption, like doing the, like in the movies, like when they show consumption, like look at the hand it's covered in blood, but then it's like, Oh God. And then like, looks at his dick <laughs> He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the coughing up blood was enough evidence. I don't think I would need much more than that to be like, I'm sick. Um, and uh, they don't realize Bert's sick. So Bert's like, we got to fucking go. And they're like, bro, uh, are you sick? Because you don't look so good. And he's like, fuck it. And then just drives away. <laughs> How does Bert get back to the cabin?
0: Well, he goes to the convenience store first.
1: Oh, and then just comes back. Yeah, because he's chased
0: them. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So but he also Mar- he, like he leads he leads that angry mob to them as well.
1: Right. Correct. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And this th- this scene is also notable as a terrible decision because Marcy and and Paul are carrying Karen around, and they are inches from her fucking face. They are in her face. They're. Carrying her like you would if somebody like sprained their ankle, like one under each shoulder, they're like head to head, right? And Jeff is like, You guys are all sick, like, you guys are all fucking disgusting, like, stay the fuck away from me. And again, Jeff, right on, dude, you, you, <laughs> I, if I saw that, if I came outside and saw that, I'd be like, Unreal, you guys are unfucking real, get the fuck away from me. After all this shit that we've been talking about. This is what you're fucking doing. You're Car- like, leave Karen the fuck in the shed. The fuck are you yep. doing? Um,
0: and he's right. And he's right. And <laughs> after moving Karen like that, Paul and Marcy, fuck. Yeah. But at least Marcy, I mean, Paul is, uh, uh, Paul's a sick
1: fuck. He likes to quick fuck. Um, but, <laughs> but, but-
0: Topical reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, listening to that the other day. Uh, Marcy at least acknowledges, like, why? Paul is always just kind of, like, horny all the time. But but at least Marcy is like, hey, we are fucked. Like, we are going to die. Like, she acknowledges it. Like, she's like, there is no surviving this. We are dead. We are there's no way we survive this. And it's like being on a plane and all you want to, and you know, it's going to crash. And all you want to do is fuck somebody, which all it would take is one person to be like, yeah, it's probably not a great idea. And then, but Paul's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to pour Listerine on his dick. Like as if that's going to yes. fucking fix the problem. <laughs> fucking idiot. Listerine was the solution the whole time. <laughs> um, Bert, as you mentioned, goes down to the, the uh, convenience, uh, the uh, general store where he confesses the entire disease storyline to the owner. Um, and he's like, we, we need doctors. Like, get us a doctor and whatever. And the owner's pretty cool with that until Dennis loses his mind screaming pancakes. Now, in the remake, pancakes is referenced again. However, it is the name of the dog. So okay. Dennis does scream pancakes in the movie, but it's about when he sees the dog.
0: Okay.
1: So a little nod to the original. I mean, this
0: one, like we said in the beginning, is so bizarre that it's surreal. I think you said you didn't know if you're supposed to be laughing at this. Yeah. But you are. You are you are supposed to be laughing at this, but I mean our 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 crew is dying right like, dire need and to have Dennis be yelling pancakes and kung fu kicking spin kicking that's wild that's a wild decision Mr. Roth it is a wild decision and then and then Dennis bites Bert
1: but has like a very visceral reaction to his blood like as if his blood tastes he knows worse. it's tainted yeah yeah which I actually kind of like I mean it's a like an insane thing yeah no, I, like, I don't know I kind of like I was like well, cool it's kind of cool um yeah and the convenience store guy is like, "Okay, you made my boy sick. Now it's my." He's
0: acting home. like, "Dude, I, I, I wonder if this is intentional." Uh, it, it is very, like Lance Henriksen in Pumpkinhead, the way that he's holding his son and just like staring mm. at him, be like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Yeah, but I mean, Dennis is not dead yet, and, you know. But that's actually but the he keeps being part. like, "You killed my son."
1: Yeah, well, like being yeah, able Dennis to acknowledge right. that while he's still alive and right there, and like kind of like. I don't know, it was a very odd moment. It's it, like you're saying it's odd. Like it's kind of cool, but then you're like this is like kind of weird cuz like he's very much alive, but like um but he's like we are going to stop this problem at the source, which is killing everyone at the cabin. So he he gets his little family round up, get the guns and they're going to go up there and kill the kids at the co- cabin. Um that's when Ryder decides to go inspect the water supply where he falls face first into this dead guy's butthole and comes out and it's like, "Oof, that was a close one. Found the source. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Marcy is totally infected and we get the, the scene of her in the shower where you see the scratches on her back, which is crazy. Um and then the sh- leg shaving scene which is the scene I actually have to turn away from I will give the remake some credit the gore in the remake is even crazier than this one um which I don't even know if that's a good thing or not because I think this is like kind of the tops for me I I don't like and it's it's not so much gore it's like It is gore, but it's it's like the way it's presented. You're just like, dude, like like the the sound. The sound of the razor.
0: Oh, dude. It's gross. It's a very well done horror scene.
1: Yeah. 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 It's actually nuts that like no one had done I mean, I don't want to say no one, somebody will probably correct me, but it seems like that was like the first time somebody had done something kind of like that. We're like, oh, 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 I hate that. Shaving an open stop. All right.
0: Anyway. Um, I and mean, what a, what an like, unideal, non ideal time to to shave your. Well, legs.
1: Like, I mean that's part of the issue here. Is like what <laughs> what is she doing? Although, I will give him credit here. Like she's crying and shaving, and I so I think it's more just like she knows. I mean she's already recognized that she is going to die. She knows that, and I think we're supposed to take this in as her being like, I'm just gonna try and be normal. For whatever remaining time I have left, you know, now in my head, I'm going to go try and find some help at this point. But (laughs) I'm just going to run as fast as I can for as far as I can and hope maybe somebody can save me. Um, Yeah. But she's kind of doing she's like, I'm just going to live out this period of time and just try and be normal. And like, it's not because she's crying in that scene. And it's not from pain. It's just like, like she knows depression. Yeah. Um but then she like runs out screaming <laughs> after she sees her like so she is still surprised by what she's seeing um and Dr. Mambo fucking eats her a lot
0: <laughs> Dr. Mambo Dr. Mambo fucking eats her
1: a, lo- that it, is, that a
0: lot That is That's Marcy's fate.
1: <laughs> gobbled up.
0: I love it. Which
1: is the same in the remake. Um actually in the remake um one of them gets their fucking nipples bit off. Ugh. And you see them running around with nippleless breasts. It's fucking weird, dude. It's fucking weird. Fucking Let's see. And then I'm gonna talk though the other thing, which is coming up here, um, because Ryder tries to save her but can't. He's not there in time, and he kills Doctor Mambo pretty quickly, which seems like something we should have done fucking ages ago. But whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, he goes and checks on Karen, who has no face. Now, I don't know what the hero move in is is in this moment, Karen, a woman you loved. No skin on her fucking face, just suffering, dying. I'll tell you what it's, I wouldn't do, is just pummel her with a fucking shovel. Like a fucking... Joe, I, I don't even know if I told that story on the show, but like one time I had to do that to a mouse that I had like, accidentally run over with my lawnmower and like, it was like, so I, I dude. I've never like put an animal out of its misery before with my hands. Like that ain't my fucking bag. Uh, but I had to, cause I was like, that's so fucked. Like that's so fucked. And I, I could use a shovel cause it was a fucking mouse. This is a human being like, you can't do that. You can't fucking pummel him with a fucking, sh- the back of a shovel. <laughs> like it's a fucking rodent.
0: Well, well, so let me ask you. Uh, well, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. I, I I would not be able to do it. What would you have used if you were Paul? I don't know if I would have done anything. I think I would have fucking left. Or I would have... Just let her ride it out. I would I, have been dude, like... I think I would too.
1: Dude, you would just be like, I'm going to get help. That's what you'd have to put your brain in the mindset of like, we can turn this around. Which by the way, he does believe like he, he the rest of the movie is him trying to Get out of this situation. Um, I, I don't think I put her out of her misery. Now, the yeah. remake does one of the most insane things I've ever seen. By the way, does does Paul light her on fire in this, uh, the shed on fire in this, or
0: no? I don't think he does, actually. No, he doesn't. I, yeah, I don't remember him lighting the shed on fire. Okay. He, he, he goes to war with the townspeople right after this. <laughs> okay the fucking remake
1: paul takes the shovel this is like one of the most bizarre things that's and like i don't even know what the purpose of this was takes the shovel and like goes down like not pummeling like stabbing through her fucking mouth and like just cuts her fucking mouth open but she's still alive and she's like, oh, like he doesn't kill her. And then he just lights her on fire while she's alive. And I was like, what the fuck is that? That is even more insane than like, like whoever made this was influenced in the wrong way by Eli's vision here. He was like, oh, I get it. This guy wants to torture her. <laughs> well, I'll double down on that. Wait, wait. Didn't he shoot Dr. Mambo? Yes. Yes. Well, I know. I was so he has th- a gun. I I think the gun's out of ammo. Okay, because right. I, I I think I think I think, so. I think he nuts. I think he checks for some reason, or does he find out when the no? He, I think he checks because he he doesn't have the gun when those people come. So I think he knows he's out of ammo.
0: Okay,
1: although Bert has a fucking gun, because Bert's back. Oh, wait, maybe that yeah, was just a decoy. It was just a decoy. He had no ammo. Oh, wait, no, he shoots him. <laughs> okay. And you know what, Eli? You got to clean some of this up a little bit. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. So the townspeople make their way up, right? And they come right. to the door and you think he's got fucking Ryder Strong dead to rights in there. He opens the door and Bert's sitting there with a gun. And I forget what Bert says, but it's so great. He's like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and then <laughs> he gets one shot off, but they blow his fucking head off. And you get to see the fucking gore on the wall. It's fucking insane. Um, but it it seemed to be a setup that Ryder had uh, kind of, which is, again, he, I know his friend is dying and he probably recognizes that, but like. Being like, "Hey, you sit here. You take the fucking shotgun to the face, while I uh, save the day. <laughs> <laughs> You're the decoy," because uh, Ryder then attacks them with like a, a stick. Uh, Ryder kills somebody with a stick in this movie, and it honestly pisses me off.
0: Like a well, he, stick- he also kills someone with, with a screwdriver too. shows it right That's through your fi- ear. I'm fine with that. A stick. A, he, he pierces a man's spine with a stick. What do we talk? He does. He also makes a man swallow harmonica.
1: <laughs> I
0: forgot <about> that. <laughs> well, he he attacks- somehow somehow Paul has the best skills in the entire movie.
1: He does our hero. He's got zero biceps, which is insane. Um, so Ryder writer yeah writer does away with the family pretty pretty quickly and killing the uh, shop owner with the stick. Um. And that's when Ryder starts screaming, Jeff, it's the water, which, okay, cool. Thanks for letting everyone know. (laughs) Fucking, (laughs) everyone's dead. (laughs) So he goes out looking for Jeff. First, he finds a mutilated Eli Roth, who he's dead. Um, Then he finds his cop friend, uh, whatever his name was, Deputy Winston.
0: (laughs) Deputy Winston.
1: Uh, part at an underage party, and um, being, being like, Oh man, I totally forgot about that mechanic thing. Hope you're not too mad about it. <laughs> Rider's covered in blood. And this is another scene that is verbatim in the remake. Um and he gets a call from the sheriff saying, uh, we think those kids up at the hill are have killed people. Uh, we also think that they're sick. Uh, and if you see them, you have to shoot them on
0: sight. An actual <laughs> license to kill, like, yeah. on on the radio. Yeah. It, it, whatever happens, if you see them, murder them right. immediately. And Winston is, like, still trying to be logical and, like, hey, Paul, like, we
1: don't need to do this right now. But also, we learn that Deputy Winston's gun is in his fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is so fucking funny. And he like he's like, I don't want to say he's like tore up about it, but he's like, oh, god damn it. Like, <laughs> like I wish I had if only I had my gun on me. <laughs> like just lamenting it. Um I, I I I love him so much. He's he is Hall of Fame for me. Yeah. Um and Ryder. Oh, this is where I was like, Ryder is a piece of shit because like these people start attacking Ryder. And again, with reason with they are well within their rights to, to you just heard a cop be like these people are sick we cannot let this escape Writers is like pin, pinning people down and vomiting in their faces like making more people sick you know what i mean yeah. like
0: yeah. that's <laughs> fucked that's actually like biological most, warfare yeah.
1: that's <laughs> fucked that is the most fucked thing that happens like no one does anything more sinister in this movie, really, when you think about it. Like, that's the most sinister shit.
0: Yeah, those people. The, they were, those people innocent. were just like f- fellow campers. Dude, they know? were just
1: dude, underage kids that were just having a party. And overheard on the radio that this guy is dangerous and killing people. Also, he's covered in fucking blood, head to toe in blood. And Ryder's like, oh, you pieces of shit. <laughs> what the fuck? They're well within their rights. Um, so he just fucked them up. And then Winston's line is you just fucked up the whole party. You fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Which awesome. So good. Um, and he hits Winston in the head, which that was really when it pushed me over the edge where I was like, fuck Paul, fuck writer strong. (laughs) You don't fucking take Winston out of this fucking movie. Um, Paul ends up getting loose and onto a road, which seems like, again, a solution that they could have used like a real long time ago. Um, almost gets hit by a car, but does not but wakes up in a hospital being questioned by the police. Yep. That's the end of
0: his storyline, right? Like, we don't see anything else He's, with Paul. He is gone. Yeah. I think we're supposed to believe that. Well, another cop asked Winston, did you take care of him? Cause Winston shows up at the hospital.
1: Oh, and then we see Winston driving him. Oh, Winston was like, took him out and killed him.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: I, cause like they don't show him in that scene. They don't show writer in that scene. It was kind of shot weird. So I, I actually was trying to figure out who he's talking to. I thought it would get revealed. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Winston's like, Hey, party boy. <laughs> oh, that's fucked. That's kind of cool though. I like that. Um, Jeff, though, returns to the cabin, and in a yes, moment, you're like, oh, what an idiot, because he's like, everyone's dead, and you're like, yeah, of course, everyone's dead, and then you realize he is ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> he is the happiest man on earth, and he is crying tears of joy, screaming, I made it, I fucking made it. <laughs> I knew it, I made it.
0: <laughs> he's, that's verbatim he's saying i fucking made it his hands are up he's screaming screaming to the sky
1: he goes outside so happy and is absolutely lit up by the fucking police who have hats that say team 101 on it which i was curious about but anyway it's the sheriff and the cops and they burn the bodies um we see some kids collecting mud water to drink which is not a great idea and uh using that Water to make lemonade, which they give to the police, and then also to all ten thousand people who have suddenly the, come to the town—the
0: most populated town of all of time. All time. <laughs>
1: um, and that's kind of the end. We'll talk about the real ending in a second, but I just wanted to to, to point something out, which was uh, the Team One Hundred One thing and the police thing and this ending. It all I kept thinking about was. Could Cabin in the Woods have sort of tied into this movie? Oh, dude, do you think like Great. do you think that that like so I don't know just like kind of some of the stuff like that Team One Hundred and One thing especially I was just like what the fuck is that supposed to mean and I'm I'm when Eli made this obviously he's not
0: Cabin in the Woods is so, made like, way later but but like I feel like, like the, the people down. Yeah. Like they they were like, let's release a flesh eating virus. Yeah. Like I feel yeah, like Cabin in the Woods might
1: have picked up this movie. Like I think they might have unofficially been like, let's I like it. Let's take this. I don't know. It just had a weird vibe. Like, I don't know. It's interesting though. It's interesting. Um, that's all I could think about. Now the ending of this movie, besides the lemonade, is like one of the most bizarre and do we want to rehash it or like, I mean, there's nothing to say because here's the
0: thing. It has it's nothing just a terrible to do joke. With- yeah. Terrible joke. That's, that's what it is. Yes. It's the, the least funny callback. <laughs> I mean, it's so, ju- I think juvenile is the right word for it. Cause it's not like necessarily like, I don't think Eli Roth, Eli Roth is being malicious. I think he was just being edgy for the sake of being edgy. Yes. Like being like, Hey, look, uh, look at this joke. I just did it's not fun it's, it's to end your movie which was pretty fun yeah on that note it's so stupid
1: it's it's bizarre and stupid and like you had the ending which is everyone's drinking the fucking water that's it that's the end that's it which by the way i don't even credits. i don't even love that ending to be honest with you it's not the best ending to me um you know like I don't know. It, and it is so weird. Like you mentioned, like, it's a group of friends that are fucking killed pretty fucking brutally and pretty horribly. And then at the end, it's just like, and like fucking bluegrass and like people drinking lemonade and they're all going to die horrifying deaths. And you're like, oh, oh okay.
0: See, I don't mind that because it reminds me kind of like uh, Return of the Living Dead. Like, I wish sure. almost like the National Guard was called in; and they just dropped a bomb on the place. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what should have happened. Like yeah. somebody, like Team One Hundred One, should have been like, "Well, we're fucked, so nuke it." You know? Yeah. I like that kind of bleak ending. He's so it just ended there.
1: Where did the virus come from? Are we supposed to know anything about that, or no? No.
0: Uh, I, I it don't, just happened. I don't think so. The
1: dog got got, yeah. and that was the start of it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm
1: fine with it. No, I mean, I don't need an explanation for everything, but, you know. Um, Okay, so that's that. That was Cabin Fever. Um, Yeah, I'd recommend people watch it, but it's still just, like, not there for me. But, like, here's the thing. I get why I get if somebody was like, I fucking love Cabin Fever, I'd be like, right on. You know, like I wouldn't be like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, I'd be like, yeah, no, like, I get that. Like, it's not for everyone, though.
0: Yeah. I honestly, like, Eli Roth is somebody who I think would be really fun to hang out with and, like, watch movies and talk movies with. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I think he has too many. References in his head for his own good. And he just tries to like smash everything together. Yeah, I agree with that. It,
1: it, it, he's definitely one of those dudes. You can see every one of his influences. Also, you're watching them and you're like, okay, we know where you got this from. We know where you got this from. Yeah. You know, um, is Thanksgiving actually finally coming out? It says 2023.
0: I mean, they've been saying like, I feel like every Forever, year though, like, right? he's finally making it. Uh you know, people people have been like begging for it, and it's gonna come out, and it's gonna fucking bomb. Nobody's gonna go see it. Dude, it's, no, no one's gonna go see it. It's so like, it's remember a- when Tenacious D Pick of Destiny, which I like that, I think it's actually yeah. a good movie. People for like almost a decade were like make a fucking movie you pieces of shit like what are you waiting for and then they finally did it and it was like the lowest grossing movie (laughs) of all time
1: it's so funny It, it you really have to strike it when the iron's hot and i don't think you're gonna do it but it's probably just like a straight to streaming now's the time for these kind of these things he's also doing um borderlands the video game okay which has like Kevin Hart, I think, and The Rock in it. Jack Black's in it, I think, too. <laughs> um Kate <laughs> Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Bobby Lee, and Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Okay.
1: There you go. Um, cool. I don't know. So so you're
0: you're what do you what do you rate it? I'm gonna give it I' I'm gonna, I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna say 3.5 I think for a first movie it's fun
1: for it a first movie scenes. it's
0: actually incredible really like
1: if this was released under the radar and it wasn't a major release and it was shot maybe like a little lower production value I think this is like considered one of the best like cult you know what I mean like if it had that appeal, coming out of it and kind sure. of had like a grant, like a organic growth in like the cult film. Like I th- actually think it would, people would rate this a lot higher, even if it was the exact same movie.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: So I should rate it higher, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that's funny. Cause that, that's actually twice now that Eli's production has been too good. So good that, that it hurts it. Cause I feel the same way about grindhouse because i think grindhouse him and tarantino segments are very well done well that was robert rodriguez he only
1: did he only did things oh
0: fuck that was yeah that's right that's right
1: my bad i
0: confused the two of them yeah but i take. i i mean
1: yeah his we i mean we already did this green inferno is one that could have also
0: dude green inferno starts off (laughs) so hot like the first kill, you're like, "Oh my god, this movie is going to like uh, this movie's going to blow my mind," and he just completely chokes on his own fumes.
1: And then he does the Death Wish fucking remake.
0: I didn't mind it. I didn't, didn't mind, mind that, that at all. I didn't
1: mind it either. I don't think uh, that was Bert or not Bert. Yeah, no.
0: Bruce Reynolds. Bruce or Bruce, 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 Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce we fucked each other
1: up. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it, guys. Cabin fever. Uh, Joe's on vacation, so, um, yeah, we're recording this early, so I don't know what's in store the next couple weeks, but, like, I'll I'll probably uh, do some lives, and I'm sure Joe will slide in there when
0: I'm only for five days.
1: somebody dies, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> I, we got to come up with a name Alan, Alan Arkin. We got to we got we got to come up with a name for it. It's like I, I don't know what it is. It's like dead actor cinema or something. But it needs to be like an acronym.
0: I can't, I can't do that. I mean, that's what it fucking is. <laughs> How are
1: you it's can't be unspoken. do that. You can't do that, but then you do it and you also show like the most bizarre <laughs> film from their collection. Like, RIP. Here's everyone's favorite. <laughs> the deepest cut that, that I could find. <laughs> They'd probably be like, "Why? Why are you showing this to them? <laughs> of all my work, my fucking legacy." <laughs> anyway, they're fun. They're fun. So, uh, yeah. So just stay tuned. You know, follow us on Instagram. That's the best way to do it. Instagram at I Hate Horror. We're on Facebook uh i facebook.com slash i hate horror instagram at i hate horror um and patreon.com slash i hate horror our live show this month is
0: big trouble and little china big
1: trouble and little china that's great and we have dead heat next week which will be exciting so this is gonna, gonna be a fun month um i am making an audible though to our August um camp theme i i I made a joke that I had um, the hiking badge and all I could find was wrong turn. Mm. Guess what? I found a hiking horror movie. What? Oh an 80s one. And my friend Lexi said it is the real deal and it's good.
0: I actually said that <laughs> Lexi, Lexi, Lexi rated uh, the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Uh, Higher than Raiders of the Lost Arms. Get the fuck out of here. I'm I'm already uninterested. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, her exact words. Oh, I wish I could pull
1: it up. Her exact words were, uh, it was so funny. Um, She said, okay, she said, I I asked her and she said, uh, I watched it last year too. It's honestly really good, and not in the Lexi way, in the actual way. <laughs> okay. So, I think uh, well, she's aware of her own brand. So What's this piece of shit called? <laughs> it's called Just Before Dawn from 1981. Wait, didn't we do this? Five campers arrive in the mountains to examine some property they have bought, but are warned by forest what? ranger. What?
0: I've seen this. I, I thought we I've, did this for an episode.
1: No, we've never, I've never seen this fucking movie.
0: Are you sure?
1: I, I've i never
0: seen this movie. Why the fuck did I watch it then? <laughs> I don't know. dude. <laughs> D- don't ask me. I'm sure we did this. Joe, we never
1: did just before, or did we? <laughs> no, there's I'm no certain, way we did. I've never seen this. I don't know, man. Did I do it on Letterbox? <laughs> I need I need something. five stars. Wait, you did? No, no, I actually don't know because now that I'm looking at this cover, this cover looks kind of familiar. No, I did not
0: review it on Letterbox. So I, I thought I we did this uh, like around the time we did Killdozer. N- no, but
1: it was part of a bunch of different like Letterbox things which we were doing at the time, like Shocktober. And the um, cult classics, cult challenge. Well, we'll, well find out. <laughs> 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 There's no way we did this movie. There's no fucking way we've done this movie. Although now that I'm like seeing it, I'm like maybe we fucking do. I see. I there appears to be like a blind guy, and now I'm like oh maybe we. <laughs> this guy looks
0: familiar. I. Okay, no, no. I think we were on hiatus when I watched it.
1: Oh, really? So, why were you watching
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. I watched October 2nd, 2018.
1: It was just one of your fucking, you just needed to watch a horror movie and you picked a hiking one. Would you rate it?
0: 3.5. Fuck. Let's go.
1: Anyway, hiking I badge is don't just before dawn. shit. <laughs> I was All right. Thank you, everyone, so much. Thank you to Joe. And for Joe.
0: George Kennedy's is. No, now I remember this. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, I'm on board. Let's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for Joe, this is Sean. Stay
1: weird. Thank you. Adios. Boognish 1985. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And Punch yeah, 1985. Plug, plug that boy. <laughs> Take that boy.
0: Do, do, do. I dice, dice! die, I
1: die,
0: sir. I die sir. No result, fucking dice.
1: I wanna play. I'm gonna watch what I'm not supposed to watch. This, 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 this,